Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Maria Sampalas. Thank you for watching the podcast series with Johnson & Johnson. Today, I have uh, Dr. Monica John. She's a global professional education lead for myopia for Johnson & Johnson. And thank you so much, Dr. John, for coming on the podcast. Thank you, Dr. Sampalas. It's a pleasure to be here and meet your audience and talk about this really important topic that's close to my heart, myopia. Can you give us a little bit of uh, background information and, uh, and tell us about your current role? Sure. I'm the Global Professional Education Lead in Myopia, and I'm responsible for leading the education strategy for myopia management and developing the curriculum and materials to support practitioners in myopia management globally for Johnson & Johnson Vision. Global surveys today are saying that almost 67% of practitioners are still prescribing single vision spectacles, and that's quite similar in the US as well. So there's so much more that we need to do. And even just waiting to manage myopia isn't feasible given that, you know, a child that is diagnosed with myopia is likely to progress. Now you asked about my past experience. Well, you know, I remember back in those days, you know, coming out of optometry school and stepping into optometry practice, I actually went straight into getting a sublease that was pretty scary because I was doing things from the ground up, developing the education materials for I&R and, and leaflets on how to treat dry eyes. I was doing primary care optometry as well as pediatrics and a lot of contact lenses, but I learned a lot. I learned about co-management with ophthalmology and optometry, um, referring to other optometrists for subspecialties as well as working with family doctors. And then at the same time, I was trying to do my PhD because I had this real thirst for knowledge. I wanted to learn more. And I was doing things in retinal structure and function and imaging. And then it turns out that all this kind of knowledge that I gained makes sense on this pathway that I'm in today, doing my peer management. After all that study and all that optometry practice in the trenches, I came back to Sydney and I met Professor Brian Holden. Over 10 years ago, he was doing this amazing work in myopia management, clinical trials in drugs, optical, all manner of things, imaging, trying to understand why, you know, people are progressing and understanding what we can do to control myopia. I was blown away by this because at the time, I'd never heard of the words peripheral hyperopia. I'd never heard of spare collaboration. I didn't know anything about myopia except what we learned at school back then. All we knew that was when you had myopia, you were going to progress so it's a totally different way of thinking. And I want to share this knowledge with people because things don't have to be done the way it used to be. And our patients need to understand that. So that's kind of why I got into this, because someone showed me there was a way to do things differently and opened my eyes. And then, you know, it started the work doing clinical trials around the world, seeing the impact of myopia everywhere, sitting in a retina clinic, seeing patients come in. A full day of patients every single day in some of the leading retina clinics having retinal surgery for myopia-related complications. And then being part of the WHO meeting on myopia, working with all these key people, being, bringing together ophthalmology, optometry, public health experts to publish a report, the first report on myopia. And then the paper that talked about 50% of the world developing myopia by 2050. And then doing the first online education. You know, I learned professional education from the ground up, doing it, learning from things that didn't work, learning what messages worked and learning and understanding what the practitioner needed by speaking to the practitioner. So I really hope that in this role with J&J, you know, I can bring this knowledge and really drive the space forward and really help, 
help practitioners and our patients ultimately at the end of the day. Because today I have kids too, so I understand how important it is to try to do something for them. If we have the opportunity, like an amazing piece of technology in a contact lens or an orthokay lens, depending where you are, why don't we use this technology to change lives? That's what it means to me. And optometrists really are the ones who are meeting the patients and interacting. You guys, the optometrists have the key role to talk to your colleagues and talk to the community members, the teachers, the pediatricians. There is so much we can do together and, you know, we're not alone. That's all I can say. Let's start working together in this and making this Mopia movement happen. You know, you're getting me excited. I, you know, I, I tell me why you're so passionate about myopia management. I mean, I know you've had all this experience, you've done, but what really got you motivated to do more with it? Yeah, it's a, it's a really, really good question because for me, it's more than a job. It's how I live and breathe every day. I think in the first place, it was just, I saw these scientists every day toiling away in their labs, doing trials and seeing the, seeing the potential of what they did. Yet nobody was bringing that information to the practitioner who is at the coalface every day. So these brilliant people needed to be connected to industry to develop the technologies, to bring it to the practitioners, to really make that impact. So I understand how hard people work. And then I know how hard the doctors work every day. And then at the same time, I was seeing kids everywhere when I was working in China and Vietnam, you know, starting to get myopia. It's, it's really heartbreaking when people, you know, there's this technology, but people can't access it. And some of the reasons behind the access is also because the knowledge isn't being transferred to the doctors to provide that treatment. But at the same time, I know what it's like to have myopia. I first was diagnosed with myopia at the age of nine. And to me, I remember that day like it's yesterday because the day I was told I had myopia, I actually felt my heart drop in my chest. At that, at that visit, the optometrist told me that my vision was going to get worse every year and that my glasses were going to get thicker and thicker. Now, my mother, bless her heart, she's already passed away. She had high myopia too. After that visit to the optometrist, she told me, you know what, your glasses are going to get thicker and lenses are going to cost more and more every year. And, you know, there's nothing you can do about it. And life is really hard when you can't see properly because she said even she struggled with driving her peripheral vision and things like that because she was a high myope. And then when I got home and I met, you know, caught up with my dad, he was like, he was completely devastated. He was an emetrope. He'd never known anybody who'd worn spectacles in his whole life. And he just said to me, what is this myopia? Can you actually see? Are you... Are you able to even see the board? Are you actually able to do anything? He, and then he gave me a lecture at nine years old saying that, you know, I didn't listen to my parents. I should have looked after my eyes, et cetera, et cetera. So for me, if I could go back to that day and if I'd known there was an opportunity to do something differently, I would have done, I would have actually asked for it. My parents probably would have also pushed for it too. But today we have this technology available in different optical management around the world. So I'd like my children in future to have this opportunity if they ever develop myopia. But for now, I'm trying to 
ban or limit iPad to two and a half hours per day and getting them outside, um, you know, two hours daily and making them play sport, go to the beach. I mean, I live in Florida now, so we have that luxury, but we have to understand that not every child has the environment where they can be outside all all day. So we have a lot to do for advocacy and awareness about the risks and minimising a lot of the risks. So that's my passion. You know, at the end of the day, I'm an optometrist, so I can understand what optometrists are dealing with on a daily basis as well. And I want to be there to help. And I think Johnson & Johnson, we have a credo that's about the patient and about working with doctors to give our patients the best. And with the strong professional networks that Johnson & Johnson has, I think this is a great opportunity for a partnership that's going to be long lasting. Yeah, that's some great information. Thank you for sharing. For doctors that want to get started on myopia management, what, what do they need? A lot of the times practitioners think that they need to be investing in so many types of instrumentations to do myopia management and that there's a huge financial outlay. Well, if you can do an accurate objective refraction and add in cycloplegia, you can already get started today to do the myopia management exam. Now, at the same time, if you gradually build up your myopia management practice, you can start investing in other instruments, such as an automated axial length biometer. The advantage of this instrument is that it measures the axial length directly, and axial length has been um, associated with increased uh, vision impairment in increasing myopia. The axial length biometer also allows us to measure axial length change and monitor a child with respect to normal eye growth. So you can actually show a child and their parent where they are on the eye growth chart. Now, if you're going to do things like orthokeratology, you can invest in a corneal topographer because a corneal topographer is pretty much essential for fitting an ortho-K lens accurately as well as troubleshooting. It is the gold standard. Other things you should consider include staff training because if you think about it, a parent will call up and inquire about myopia management. So their first point of contact will be with your staff. So to present a really professional image for your practice and yourself, your staff should be able to answer basic questions such as what is myopia, why does it matter, and what are the options for a child that has myopia. So getting your staff on board, training them is really helpful. And Johnson & Johnson Vision has developed a lot of materials to support education of staff as well as brochures to help doctors and staff talk to their patients about what is myopia, why it matters in a really easy to understand format, bright colors that really engage and help, you know, actually make people want to read the materials. And then at the same time, we have e-modules online that allow your staff as well as uh, practitioners to do myopia education anytime on demand. And we have a certification course as well to uh, certify to usability. So there's a lot of things. And one really exciting development is an ECP locator in one of the ability apps in the website. So if you're a doctor who is thinking about myopia management, but you don't want to do it yet, you can always refer to a colleague who does it through the ECP locator, or you can co-manage with a doctor who will measure the axial length or do the topography for you. And then you can retain your patient and continue doing the management. So there's a lot of things um, doctors can consider when they do myopia management. And at the same time, every doctor is able to talk about myopia to their patients, to the community members, to the schools, 
So we have materials where you could actually put together an information pack. And that's really great for promoting yourself as a professional and promoting your practice. What are some key barriers in getting parents on board with myopia management, especially with OrthoK? Yeah, that's that's a really key question. Now, a lot of the times parents don't realize, firstly, that myopia can be managed. They also think that myopia is only managed with single vision spectacles. In terms of orthokeratology, one of the things that we hear doctors say is that they tell parents, do you want a solution that's going to allow your child to be really active, um, be able to swim, be able to play sports, be able to do debating, be able to be in their music theatre shows? So ortho-K is an option because this lens is only worn overnight. So during the day, there's no need for any correction at all. And the fact that it's worn overnight, doctors say to the parents, well, you can control how your child wears this uh, management option because you can put it in the child's eye and remove it. And you're, you're the one who's in control of the whole cleaning and disinfection routine. So a lot of times parents feel concerned about contact lens wear because they perceive that it's not going to be as safe as other options. So doctors can help explain that it can be safely worn with the education, no contact lenses with water, um, good cleaning, disinfection and um, disposal. And at the same time, you know, the safety data out there published by Bullmore and colleagues has reported that ortho-K microbial keratitis rates are only slightly more than daily disposable lenses today. What are some initiatives that Johnson Johnson is offering to support corporate optometrists in this space? Johnson & Johnson Vision has... Um, done a lot in this space in terms of sponsoring a lot of our associations, the American Academy of Optometry, the American Optometric Association, to put on uh, scientific um, conferences and practitioner meetings where we, we um, sponsor industry speakers, key experts to talk about the latest science and clinical updates. We have dinner programs, as well as educate on how to do topography and fit orthokeratology lenses. We have um, an ECP locator on our website and app so that if a corporate optometrist doesn't do myopia management yet, they can find an optometrist that does and refer their patients to other colleagues who can help manage myopia or co-manage. We've also partnered with Myopia Profile to create an online education platform that allows doctors to do education on ortho-K topography, um, the science behind myopia, and it contains all the latest information. And Johnson & Johnson Vision has also produced amazing marketing materials that doctors can use to help build up their practice profile and engage patients. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Dr. John. It's exciting to see all the innovation and changes that Johnson & Johnson is making to help doctors with myopia management and ultimately help our patients. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to be here today.